So we're on the square and on beat, right? We're we're conspiracy theorists by trade, I would say, right? Right. We haven't heard from Rhea all week. Yeah, or seen him. Seen, yeah, seen him, heard his voice. Something's going on here. Something's yeah. I I I wouldn't have thought anything of it, but luckily, Mayor Senator Ben Carlisle clued me in that like if you haven't heard or seen somebody for a while, there's pr- it's probably something's going on. Something's here. going on. You know, liberal, deep state Marxist motherfuckers. Yep. Have come and taken Rhea away. The arachno-communists. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, just like the Bills are using some sort of Saddam Hussein body double Yeah, for Damar Hamlin. Is that right? Yeah. What did Mayor Ben tweet about today? Uh, or t- this week? This week. This week. Uh, yeah, he, he's wondering how come we actually haven't seen or heard from Damar Hamlin. And that he was also like, you know, in a sane world, the conspiracy theorists would be with the ones who think that, the, that uh, you know, that this is right, this is correct. Yeah, and that and that you know the same the regular normal people the average person would be like yeah of course there's they're faking this guy what so oh, he, it's, he he but he was like he's like he's like you know what we haven't seen somebody that everybody is saying is perfectly fine nobody's saying that nobody is saying he's perfectly fine he died less than a month ago where's he getting this shit like he's he's just ginning things up for for no good reason uh, well I mean imagine being in that state for as long as he has I mean you're Florida. No, oh. I mean his mental state. Oh, like your brain has to hurt after a while. <laughs> People of his ilk. I, I well, just... I mean, when your wife is abandoning you for two weeks at a time to go hang out with her acupuncturist, uh, you know you've got she, you've she, got you've got time to to dwell on the. She must things. need a lot of acupuncture. Yeah. But what about not getting the jab? <laughs> well, those are different needles. Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, different kind of. Ne- those are good needles. <laughs> So welcome back to the square. Uh, no re this week. Uh, re is is taking the week off, uh, but we do have a more than capable guest host, uh, Doctor Russell Weaver. Rusty, thanks for joining us. Thanks welcome. for having me back. I wouldn't say more than capable, but serviceable. Serviceable, uh, and a snake, and then Diamond Jim here, holding down the fort. Uh, the week of uh, January twenty eighth. It's uh, it's everybody's favorite episode of the year, or well, part that we do multiple times a year. Campaign finance deep dive. It is super super vegetables. It is it's it's the the most vegetable soup of all the vegetables you can yeah. get. That's why Rhea's out eating pizza somewhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's, whatever he's doing. He's at donut craze. Donut craze. Uh, eating uh, donuts and the inside the donut sandwich is sponge candy. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, and it's all sign, uh, all, all of it's all of it's covered in blue cheese and hot sauce because he gets everything buffalo style. Uh, so let's talk about let's talk about the news. Let's, we'll, we'll we'll get to the campaign finance eventually, but we'll yeah, do, we got some quick items to run through, right? Yeah, in terms of the news. Yeah, I mean the news keeps happening. There's still stuff going on. Rusty, yes, sir. Ellicott uh, council member. What's their name? Uh, Darius Pridgen. Not for much longer. Oh. This is news to me. Yeah. Chairman Pridgen uh, decided that uh, he's not going to run for re-election. Wow. That's that, crazy. That is that is huge earth-shattering news. Any speculation as to why? Uh, I'm sure he's a very busy man. He's getting up in age. Yeah. Right? I mean, well, he is a, he's a, an incredibly busy man. Like, he's head of, like, the like entire, like, state Baptist yeah. church. Um, and, you know, he's... True Bethel's huge. Um, it's expanding. He's got a lot going on. He's done this for a while. His he said that he does he wants to get out before he loses the passion for it. Well, I 
So that quote to the Buffalo News, though, there was a second clause to that. He wants to get out while his voters are still backing him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so that, I mean, that speaks to not wanting to be challenged. Well, uh, yeah, and and I think, like, as we'll get into the campaign finance stuff, like, we're seeing this year, it's a council year. There are some challengers, some stronger than others, but there are challengers to multiple council member seats. If... If they win and they're able to get a couple of people who are opposed to the mayor to flip and, and basically create a caucus that opposes the mayor, Councilmember Pridgen, Chairman Pridgen, could be in a difficult spot. Right. Does he flip to stay as chair and then oppose his friend the mayor? Or does he stay true to the mayor but lose his chairmanship and, and lose a lot of the power that he currently has? Right. Yeah, I, I think uh, that was one telling quotes where he talked about wanting to walk away while he's still supported. The other was, you know, in that interview, he talked about sort of jet setting out to moderate a panel with Senator Warnock and with the Reverend Al Sharpton. Um, and so, I mean, it seems like a, a guy in his position, there's nothing wrong with sort of laying it down and going up and cozying up to national power and, yeah. and trying to have sort of a, a broader recognition out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean... He is, unlike most of the members of the Common Council, uh, somebody who has other options. Yeah. This, this, you know, he's not like, it, 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 if he does, isn't a council member, it's not like he's going to have to try to figure out how he's going to make his car payment the next month. <laughs> he's yeah. always kind of, um, you know, one of the roles he's played as president that I, I think he's played pretty well so far is he's always the adult in the room. Um, like he, he's always the person to sort of bring it back and, and center it and, you know, even... You know, with some contentious hearings over the summer, he tried to play into that. So, hey, we're listening. We're here. We're, we're doing this for you. And, and so I think it's going to be harder and harder to play that role um, as more challengers get into the field with the council. Because there's a, a lot that can be hung on the common council and the mayor and, you know, city hall in general. Right. That's it makes sense to get away from if you have options. Right. And then, and then you know, if you're a little maybe a little more cynical than obviously the people in this room, I mean, we're. We're we're all sunshines and rainbows. We're Leslie Gore uh, or whatever her name is. Uh, yeah, all that. Um, you know, there's always rumors that you know the mayor's going to leave. He's going to take a different job. Um, what job? Well, uh, uh, the most recent one I, I've heard was maybe president of Buff State. I you know I did hear that too. Or like the FBI is going to finally bust in through the front door of City Hall, and like you don't want to get caught in, in all those things. Also. If the mayor is going to leave, if if he leaves and Pridgen leaves, and he leaves on good terms with every with all the current council members, and he's not doesn't have any kind of acrimonious relationship with any potential new council members, if the mayor leaves and it comes time to appoint a new mayor, well then he didn't make any enemies in the common council. He seems like a pretty good pick. <laughs> seems seems like it might work out. I, I could see that. Uh, I mean, we might start infringing on some Mayor Ben territory here, going that deep. Right. Well, uh, I'm going to jump around the board a little bit because I want to stay with the city. Speaking of the city of Buffalo and uh, things that the council and mayor have or have not done, there's an article in the Investigative Post this week about the firefighting, uh, firefighting fleet. I said that three times too fast. That's okay. We, uh, we understand what you're saying. Did you guys see this article? Yeah. About how, uh, it's, it's a, again, our friend Jeff Kelly uh, like twenty five percent of the fleet is too is older than recommended by like the National yeah, Association, right. um, and a, like another like twenty five percent of the fleet is within like two years or three years it, of being outdated. It's just one of those another one of those things that make you go, hmm, what's going on here? Where's the money going? I, I know, okay, we've 
increase the police budget in the city of Buffalo, but you keep hearing things like, oh, their cars are are a shambles and uh, their offices are a mess and all that shit. So where's the money going? Uh, a big, Fuck. This gets to, again, if I was Darius Pridgent and people are going to start asking these questions in earnest, yep. yeah. I don't know that I want to be around for the... <laughs> Uh, the answers, uh, because you know, like again, like in something's the, up here. In something's the, fucking up. The Investigative Post article mentions that you know over the last twelve years they spent less than a quarter of what they should have been spending. Just as like, it's a completely maintain. dysfunctional city. Yeah, at this point, right? Well, that's, uh, they're talking. The about, wheels are coming off. They were talking about like On some fire trucks too. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, right. like the, at least like three of the pumper trucks, like the heat, the blowers don't work at all. <laughs> so like in the winter, they just have like ice covered windows while they're trying it's to go to fire. Fucked up. It's fucked up. That's. Yeah. Could you imagine like like uh, if if I were mayor of the city of Buffalo, I'd be ashamed of myself. Right. I'd, I'd, I'd I a conscience. Right. Well, now you sound like Mark Polencars. Uh. <laughs> I mean, it's, it, but it it's is. the first time anyone's ever said that. <laughs> <to me. laughs> a, 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 a good Polish boy like yourself has never been accused of being a different good Polish boy. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm only this good Polish oh. boy. Um, no, we I all mean, have our quirks. It is, it is embarrassing. Like that, that the city is like in this. Like we just talked about two weeks ago. The uh, the highway barn where it looked like a goddamn tsunami I was know, coming right? in yeah. and that was in the spring and the, the fire trucks don't work and there's no fluoride in the water there's no fluoride yeah. in the water like what the hell there's like, no lines on the streets right the people potholes in, don't get fixed the, i mean you name it the people in flint michigan are like well at least we don't live in buffalo uh-huh <laughs> speaking of which you know the detroit lions finished the season pretty strong for those people in flint michigan our Buffalo Bills not as strong. No, they uh no they, they I think they ran out of steam. Yeah, they they the uh, season was just too much for them. They had a lot of bad shit happen to them. They did. They, it was a very unlucky season for them, despite yeah. their record. Yeah, I mean, it was crazy. Um, and you know, we're not the sports podcast, right? But we were heartbroken last week, right? And we talk about what people would be talking about. Yeah, and I think you know, I. I don't know about you, but people occasionally around this town talk about the Buffalo Bills. Sometimes. Heard that from time to time. Right. For me, last year was more of a heartbreaker because we were almost there. We almost had it. This year, I, I kind of was expecting this to happen, this game. Yeah. So it wasn't mu- as much of a shocker to me. It just kind of sucked. It was a shitty game. It was. It was never even close. Right. Yeah. No, yeah, it's, it's just like uh, you, you'd expect at least a closer game. Yeah, I mean, it, it really seems like, you know, mm-hmm. and I, yeah, you're right. We're not the sports guys, but like it seems like like this. They, they went out of their way to make sure they built a team that could challenge Kansas City. And whoopsie doodle, the Bengals are a lot better than we thought they'd be. <laughs> and the Bengals are built a totally different style. Yeah, You just have to wonder what's going on because, I don't know, the first half of the season before the bye, they were putting up like 40 points a game. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. Uh, well, the the rumor mill was starting up on Twitter about maybe a reason why. Yeah, I don't know if we should get into this. But well, you know what? Let's, let's do it. Let's. Uh, we love the hot gossip. We do love the hot gossip. Rusty, have you seen all these rumors about why the uh, the Bills and the offense in particular? I have not. No, this is this is news to me. Mm-hmm. Looks yeah. like looks like you know the quarterback is is a bit of a lover boy. Yeah, perhaps allegedly. Yeah, I don't know if it's real or not. Not <laughs> confirmed, mm-hmm. but he may have. Knocked up a rando. Ah, right, right, and 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 unlike your friend Ben Roethlisberger, Rusty, <laughs> Josh Allen apparently feels bad about this, <laughs> and there may have been Ouch. some retribution <laughs> on on his fiance. I think fiance fiance's side. So yeah, that sounds it sounds like it, it got messy all around. Yeah, so he's got some, I'm sure, um, emotional stuff going on. Right, 
I mean, that on top of the whole season they had, I mean, right. that was emotional. Right. DeMar Hamlin and all that. Right. And then you got his whatever injury. I don't know. Yeah. It's, 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 I mean, we're going to find out like 10 years from now that he get his elbow actually got injured like in a Tiger Woods type incident where like he was being chased by, like <laughs> by golf yeah. clubs down down the road in Orchard Park. Yeah. He had he had both crabs and a, a injured elbow at the same time. Right. And maybe one led to another. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, that's, 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 this is all hearsay, by right, the yeah, way. It's, okay. it's, well, you know, you know, the reason why he couldn't figure out which, like, how to get healed is because he kept putting Old Bay on the wrong area. <laughs> wow, Buffalo Old Bay reference. Yeah, everyone knows what that is. Around. We, you, you picked up the Old Bay from your time in Baltimore, I bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love the Old Bay. Yeah. Old Bay. You old can, Spice? You can actually get Old Bay hot sauce. Mm. Old Bay flavored hot sauce. It's it's you really good. Old Bay style. You can also get hot Old Bay now, too. Yeah. The powder. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. You know where you can also pick up some spicy seafood with, with some spice, uh, with the hotness and, and the Old Bay? At the, new, at the new West Side Bazaar. Yeah. Right. Temporary home yeah. and the old Expo Market downtown. And we all miss the Expo, don't we, folks? I, I do miss the Expo. I miss that place. You know, um, some of the places in it more than others. But I do miss the ex- I, mean, it, I worked downtown. It was great to be able to go there in the same buildings. Maybe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was it was disappointing that I, I couldn't get beers at lunch. <laughs> County very much frowns upon that. I probably would have a better idea of what I was doing. <laughs> with a, with a, Generally, that's how it works. A little bit of liquid courage in me. Are they going to open up the bar for the West Side Bazaar folks? I don't know. I, I, I didn't. I didn't see that in the article. Sure. I, it's. I mean. But they are going to open up the the stalls, uh, so w- w- that'll be great. Unfortunately, I, would, I didn't see 007 on there, and I love their dumplings. Well, because 007 opened a new location in Hamburg. Oh, in the village shit. In Hamburg. I didn't see that. Yeah. Uh, wow. Friend of the pod, John Rivera, was down there for their, their grand opening. Wow. 007 uh, opened a, lo- a location in the village of Hamburg. This is great news. Yep. I, ha- I have a reason to go to Hamburg now. Right, yep. It's, 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 Other than the, the Grange. Right, and, and also... To, to go out and protest outside Randy Hoke's home saying, paint that water tower. Paint that water tower. You know, I'm going to propose we paint that water tower like a dumpling now. Yeah. Instead of a burger. Uh, like 70% of Hamburg will have no idea what that means. <laughs> uh, last bit of news before we get into the campaign finance filing. Uh, speaking of our smaller your downtown hometown. areas. Your hometown. My hometown. My, your hometown. My hometown. And... Uh, and somebody else's hometown, I don't know, somebody's probably from <laughs> not, Wellsville. Not Rusty. Not Rusty, yeah, no. Uh, the uh, the cities, villages, towns of Wellsville, Dunkirk, and Lancaster Wow. Uh, each received uh, varying funds. Total, uh, the total of funds is $19 million for downtown revitalization. So, uh, you know, the village of Lancaster, it's great. You know, they missed out on that Polish speakeasy that pulled out that's not going know, in there. Yeah. Instead, they're going to get a fatty beer company. I've never known a, a Polak that speaks easy, so <laughs> I, I just, you know, we're always pretty loudmouth motherfuckers, so it kind of makes sense that. So, uh, but the, that this is this is a good, I mean, it's not an, an absorbent amount of money. It's not the Buffalo Billion, you know, no. but like, you know. It's something. Right. You know. Several million dollars for each of these small, smaller municipalities. I guess Wellsville is probably the smallest population-wise of them, um, although it's the like the county seat down there uh, in Allegheny County. They got that hot dog place, right? Yeah, the Texas hot place. Yep, it's supposed to be good. I don't know the road to Wellsville. I've been to Wellsville exactly once, and uh, I sprained my ankle there, so I, I I don't remember much. That's that's my memory of Wellsville. 
Fuck them. <laughs> my my sister went to Wellsville when her cat, who got lost at the cabin and lived at the cabin for an entire winter, made it all the way from Cuba to Wellsville. Holy and shit. The, wow. And they, they called my sister, like, the next spring. They're like, hey, we have your cat. And she's like, I don't have a cat. So like, she, just, uh, she just assumed it died. Milo and Otis style? Yeah. Like right, yeah. <laughs> Nobody asked why I had a sprained ankle in Wellsville. I assumed I, that you were kicking my sister's cat. <laughs> Jesus. You're just, just going to leave it there? No, I was, so I was, what was I, 18, 19, something like that. I was doing the circuit for fairs and, and festivals and shit, making doughboys. Or what are, what are some other names for doughboys? Funnel cakes? Fun, funnel, yeah. You know, that kind of shit, right? Elephant ears, I don't mm-hmm. know. I was making them. I uh, step into like a gopher hole or something like that. And uh, yeah, my ankle like swelled up twice the size. As it, as it originally was, and uh, I'm like, hey, boss, he's the owner of the operation. Right. Yeah, I, I think I, I rolled my ankle. I'm like, I'm in a lot of pain. He's like, well, who's gonna who's gonna work? <laughs> and I just and I just continued to work mm-hmm. making doughboys. Mm-hmm. He's like, here's some Advil. Yeah, it's, was your boss Jeremy Jacobs? Because that sounds like something <laughs> the Jacobs family would do, more or less. Right, the Jeremy Jacobs of the elephant ears. <laughs> It could have been broken. Who knows? Yeah. I just never got it looked at. I, I feel like a little bit of that Wellsville money should go to you. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. I didn't have insurance at the time. Right. I don't know. That, I, I, what I heard that... They, uh, unfortunately, they, they do not have benefits at the Doughboy stand. Right. But what I heard is Wellsville, with their money, that they they took a vote, $7 million worth of funnel cakes they're going to buy for the town. <laughs> I will take a lifetime supply of funnel cakes. I, $7 million would do it. I would do it. I, I I want mine in an annuity though. I don't want like all. I don't want. You don't. You don't want the lump sum. I don't want the lump sum. Yeah, yeah, my, my, yeah it's a perishable item, right? But, I yeah. Mean, uh, you'd have to have a big party in order to use them all. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine what a seven million dollar funnel cake party would look like? I I just want one seven million dollar funnel cake. <laughs> it's got gold flakes in it. I don't know. Goldschlager. It, it, oh. Wellsville's downtown uh, revitalization is going to transform the entire downtown into a funnel cake. <laughs> right, yeah. That's, that's what they're, they're just going to batter and, and deep fry all the buildings in downtown. <laughs> you know, it is Wellsville. Maybe I stepped into a well. Could be. Oh, Man, shit. That would make more sense. Yeah, yeah maybe. Do, do you guys ever see the movie Road to Wellsville? See, Ree's not here, so we can go off on crazy tangents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that movie with... Uh, Road to Wellsville. Road to Wellsville. It's, uh, is it about this, Wellsville? I don't think so. Oh. Could be. Okay. Um, it's about like like Kellogg and like the like sanitarium and like health. Oh yeah. Place craze. Mm-hmm. It stars uh, what's his name? Uh, Matthew Broderick. Yeah, I think I have seen this. Yeah. Yes. And, yeah. and like the sanitarium that they go to, like you basically get, like a daily col- colonics. That's uh, the, the the only line from the entire movie that I remember is uh, with uh, "Give us this day our our daily colonics." Is no, that what it was? No, it was it, okay. Uh, with uh, friends like these, who needs enemas? You know, that's that's how the cornflake got started. Yeah, that's <laughs> the, yeah. It was the the health food. Like same thing right. with the graham crackers. Yeah. Graham crackers was to be a teetotaler. Like you're like, well, you could have booze, or what about this? Maybe sometimes moderately flavorful cracker. Mm-hmm. I did not know this origin story. Yeah, that's that is the origin story of the the uh, the origin story of the or the villain origin story of the graham cracker. <laughs> and then people were like, well, let's have booze and then put chocolate and marshmallow on this. Cracker. Right, that is a winning combination. There we go. Right, or like like let's grind up these crackers, soak them in booze, and then like put like uh, chocolate pudding in it, and like now I've got myself a good dessert. That sounds good. It does. Yeah. yeah, not to not to Mr. Graham. I think I assume his name was <laughs> Dave. 
Dave Graham. Oh, you think it was someone's name? Yeah, Graham. Yeah, it, it was actually it was named after like a oh uh, like a, a some sort of itinerant preacher who was uh, extolling the evils of alcoholism. Well, I need to come up with a food item like a like a snake cracker. The snake cracker. Yeah. I, you know, it's, I, 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 like I, I could have my name immortalized. I, I, snake I, chip. Snake yeah. chip. Yeah. No, snake yeah. Chip? Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Crisps for the English Crisps. listeners. <laughs> snake biscuit. Snake biscuit. Yeah. That doesn't sound crazy. Uh, it sounds better than come, snake cracker. I'll tell you, you that. <laughs> come get your snake. Snake biscuit. Well, uh, moving on. Your snake digestives. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the campaign finance. That's why everybody's yeah, here. Let's, this let, let, let's rip it. All right. Uh, so we're going to start with the city and uh, move up to the county. Uh, only doing um, city controller, city council, county ledge, and county executive's race. We're going to finish with the county executive race. It's the big deal. It's what everybody wants to listen to. Um, uh, nobody cares about the RSC. No, people care a lot about these. Uh, so city controller is kind of an under-the-radar race. Yeah. Right? It is, but, I mean, in light of the lack of funding for the fire department and everything else. I think it's probably a pretty important one. Right. And, and the, the lack of anybody calling out the, like, you know, like you said, snake, where is the money going? Right. Yeah. There should, should be some audits going on. There should be some attention to what is the city actually spending money on. If, if the, the police cars don't work and the fire trucks are out of date and we can't, there's no plows and we can't use fluoride in the water. Like, what are we spending the goddamn money on? Where's it going? Right? I know you got salaries for the workers, but... Right. I mean, that's that's been pretty consistent, I feel. Well, and, and even then, they're not paying what other municipalities pay. Well, not like that, but also, like, with... Over the last, especially, like, 10 to 12 not years... I mentioned the schools. The the boom in real estate in the city... Right. That, you know, they should... With, between, you know, assessing and getting a little bit more income there, but really from, like, the, the taxes from... Yeah. Real estate sales. Uh, and, and I mean, just the past couple of years, the American Rescue Plan funding. Right. Somebody's got to have eyes on that, and that mm-hmm. that needs to start flowing. Right. So as as you mentioned, like, so somebody should be watching. And Barbara Miller Williams, the incumbent city controller, is herself. I can see why nobody's challenging her. She's just rolling. Oh wait, she has two hundred and twenty-two dollars on hand. I I bet triple deuce. I I, I I bet that if the three of us pulled all the cash we have in our pockets, we come close or probably exceed two hundred twenty-two dollars that the, she has in her account. The five hundred dollar podcast is <laughs> is this a declaration of your candidacy here or our collective candidacy? Is our collective where? candidacy, yeah, yeah. Uh, what does that position pay, comptroller? Six figure? Oh, six. Yeah, it's definitely it's six be. figure. Hey, that's right for the picking, baby. And well, not only is it is, is it six figure, but it has some high level patrons positions as well. Yeah. Tons, yeah. You know, a, a, a bunch of them. Okay. That pay, you know, eighty plus. Well, who's running? Somebody's going to have to run. Somebody needs to run. Like that's that's my like uh, two hundred twenty two dollars. She also has almost thirty one hundred dollars in outstanding loans to herself. So really, we're talking that she's negative, like yeah. negative twenty nine hundred dollars in her account, mm-hmm. with the election happening. This fucking year. Yeah, you know, at the county level, we, we, we as has been uh, the case for the past few years, the comptroller is a check for the executive, right? It seems like that could be the case could, here. It could be the case and has been the case. In the, that's one of the reasons why they bribed Schroeder and got him out of here. Right. <laughs> and they're like, hey, you know, like, would you like to make a lot more money and be in charge of the DMV statewide? Okay, okay. And he was like, would I ever? Well, sure. 
because like well, so the one thing that that he did and it hasn't kept up is when he introduced that open book buffalo mm-hmm. for a very small window while he was still there that actually tracked even council discretionary funds and that has not happened in years i mean yeah i mean he was he wasn't like the most diligent uh, for at digging for bodies but he was occasionally turning stones over yeah I mean, if somebody who wanted to get in there was really adamant on like trying to figure out what was going on, and, you know, like, and I have a couple of names here, like you know, like you know, Rashid Wyatt, the university council member. Yeah, he's, oh, he makes sense. Yeah, he makes he's, he's got a background in, in finance. Fan, finance. Yeah, yeah, great. Um, he's got a master's in organizational leadership. Um, you know, he makes sense. Uh, another person I have, uh, Betty Jean Grant, would you know, yeah. she makes in that she's a past public servant. She's pretty popular. Also, she fucking hates Barbara Miller Williams. She hates her guts. So this would be great for us, content right. wise. Yeah. Part of the reason why she hates her, like people are going to, I think some people have forgotten about this, but when Barbara Miller Williams was in the county legislature, she was chairman or chairwoman of the legislature. And at one point after an election, the Republicans had an equal number of seats or equal number of votes in the ledge as the Democrats. And Barbara made a deal through the mayor uh, with county executive at the time, Chris Collins, that she would caucus with the Republicans and stay on his chair. So she screwed over the rest of the Democrats in the, in, in the county and did so just for her own purposes and deal, made this deal with Chris Collins. And that, this is how, like, you know, like I, I mentioned you know, a couple years ago, that I could tell that some of the mailers that the mayor had done were done by Big Dog, Chris Grant. Uh, this that is when Chris Grant became put got first in contact with the mayor. Was that he got in there during that period where uh, they were negotiating and they became pals. All right, so you know Barbara. I mean, this it's it's a, actually a seat because of her past misdeeds and the fact that. She hasn't endeared herself to rank-and-file Democrats with some of the stuff she's done. Where if you were a challenger, especially if you were a well-known one like a Rashid Wyatt or a Betty Jean Grant, you could ask for the endorsement and make a pretty good case to be endorsed over the incumbent. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. And I mean, uh, somebody like a council member Wyatt, like I said, I, I know his background is in finance. And usually when he speaks on policy issues, it's related to what... What are the numbers behind it? So. Right. I, I mean, he's. It, I'm not just saying this like out there like, oh, he he could do it. He would be good at it right. as well. Like, I mean, he's got the capabilities and in, in the, in the the intelligence and he, he know, he's got the background, um, the fiduciary background that he could actually be a good, effective controller for the city not, of Buffalo. Uh, speaking of, of sort of endearing yourself to the party he's also the only council member who stood up and endorsed his candidate for mayor when she won the nomination right yeah it, 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 stood, it endeared himself to at least some of the party <laughs> you know i was being optimistic not 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 the doug jamal branch but <laughs> all right let's go to the council we're gonna go through the council in uh, alphabetical order by councilmatic name so we'll start with everybody's favorite joel farletto in delaware Farrelletto has a, a billion dollars. That's not true, but he has. <laughs> he started with thirty nine thousand. He raised forty one k. He spent about ten thousand, so he's got about seventy thousand left. So he's. I mean, he is clearly, as opposed to Barbara, who's like, ah, nobody will challenge me. I don't have. To, I can sleepwalk through this. Farrelletto's like, come at me, bro. <laughs> like, like he he has been getting prepared. 
Some of his donations, I, I did notice, say that they were uh, from an LLC, but they were listed with the LLPs. Mm-hmm. Not the right schedule, but, I mean, again, as you know, Buffalo Troll says, there's no campaign finance police, so who's really going to say anything? Uh, one of the LLC, uh, the two of the LLCs that he listed uh, with LLPs were Rec Room and 727 Elmwood. That's 40 Thieves. Well, 40 Thieves uh, is run and owned by Chris Scanlon's brother. Right. So it's not a surprise that he uh, decided to help out Fairletto. Um, he got $500 from Sinatra uh, and Doug Jamal and Peter Reese. He got $1,000 from the Brinkworths, among others that he gave $1,000. Um, we talked last week about the Buffalo Water Authority and how most of those people were either appointed by the mayor or almost all of them were appointed by the mayor. And a lot of them have connections to City Hall. The only one who doesn't have connections to City Hall as far as like ever working there or working there currently is Jerry Kelly of Jerry Kelly Capital. And he gave two fifty to Farrelletto, so he'll probably be safe. As far as like money from like PACs, um, the Buffalo Fire Department's uh, political action committee gave Farrelletto five hundred. Uh, Jay McCarthy, former school board member, owner of the place, friend with Carl Palladino, gave five hundred dollars. Uh, Tim Kennedy gave a grand. Joel Giamba gave a thousand dollars. Scanlon gave two fifty, and Zellner even pitched in a hundred dollars. Farletto, now that he's got $70,000, like he'll probably have one more fundraiser this year, but nobody's going to run a primary against him, and then he'll just not raise money for four years again. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see uh, a challenger coming out, but not an, any uh, anybody that's going to compete with that amount of money. Right, and that's the thing is, like, basically, if you want to run against Farletto and challenge him, you have to be independently wealthy. Well, yeah, because, I mean, that's what he showed. in uh, Not that it's an off year, but an off period, at least, you know, leading up into an election year, he brings in $41,000. That's just muscle flexing. Right. Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, he basically, the, between November of a non-election year for him and then the January of the beginning of the election year, just to show everybody that, like, if he yeah. wants to raise money, he can. Yeah. He raised 41000 Ellicott, which we mentioned at the top of the show, um, it's much more interesting than when I, I first started working on this report uh, because I was like, well, this is pretty easy. Not anymore. Uh, Pridgen had 42000 He spent about 800 so he's got about 41 and a half left. Most of his expenditures were giving donations to Brown for Buffalo. Uh, as I mentioned, he's got about 41 and a half left. That's not a huge war chest. Not, I mean, uh, Giambra had like a million dollars. And that's why he's like 15 years later still be able well, it's, to, I mean Massiello was the same way right yeah able to give a thousand dollars away 41 and a half not a biggest war chest but it's big enough that if he were to announce that he wanted to be a different elected office in the future you take him seriously right away yeah starting with 41 and a half is big it also allows him to play around a little bit this year because he, he's not going to max out on anybody if he donates to them he's going to give 500 or a thousand dollars and he's not going to get involved in too many campaigns he might get involved in a couple of council districts, and at, at which point, like, all right, he'll give three different $500 donations. That's enough for them to remember him. It is. I, I mean, the way he's kind of talking about riding off into the sunset, though, too, I, I could almost see him either sitting on it for a while or start to throw it around to, to NGOs, to nonprofits. And He could. I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he threw some around to, like, grassroots, too. Yeah. You know, not the most NGO of the NPOs. Right. Um, let's talk about our friend in Fillmore, Mitch Nowakowski. Uh, he started with 35.7. He raised 7,600. Um, after he spent money, he's at like 40 and a half. That's pretty goddamn good for somebody who's only done one term in Fillmore. Yep. You know I mean? That he's basically sitting almost even with Pridgen is 
really pretty remarkable. Um, as far as like individual corporations, there was nobody who gave a ton of money. Like he, he raised a bunch of basically fairly small dollar donations from PACs and political committees. Buffalo Fire Professional Firefighters Association. They show up again. They give they give two fifty. He got one hundred twenty five dollars from Councilwoman uh, Chairwoman Baskin. He only got a hundred dollars from Kennedy, which is interesting. That Kennedy gave Fairletto a thousand. Yeah. And gave Mitch a hundred dollars, and as we'll see later, Kennedy shows up giving a thousand dollars and five hundred dollars to other candidates. Right. And if I'm Mitch, I'd be a little upset that Tim only gave me a hundred dollars. I mean, a hundred dollars is nothing to Tim Kennedy. No, not at all. I mean, <laughs> like, like if if you like, it, it basically like a hundred dollars to him is like, uh, what's her name from Arrested Development? It's. It's a political it's donation, a Michael. It's a, it's a banana, Michael. What can it cost? $100? It's a political donation, Michael. What can it cost? $100? Mitch, by the way, is the only city council member who gave money to Hartman. He gave $500 to Hartman in October, at least in this cycle, which would be the cycle that they would have, like, yeah. you know, post-primary that they would have given any money right. to. Uh, Lovejoy. Uh, Bowman had 10000 he raised only four hundred fifty dollar hairs, as I have mentioned here, but and, and spent three hundred twenty-two. But he did have a fundraiser on the twentieth of January, a week after the deadline to file. Um, so um, we'll see. Two hundred fifty of the four hundred fifty he he raised came from Assemblymember Burt. He got zero bup kiss from Tim Kennedy. But we'll see what happens when we get to the July filing, right? Um, because he had that that campaign kickoff and fundraiser at, in January. Uh, Mastin. Well, what the same news we always have with Mastin. Yeah, I don't, I don't um, understand this one. Wingo never filed. Now, I will say, <laughs> but where's the, where's the other one? Uh, Wingo. Hey, can you tell me how much money you have? Request denied. <laughs> now, the state website is messy, it and is. Uh, yeah, like the first like three times I searched for Poland cars, it came up that there was no account. I, but the thing with Wingo is I searched like four different days, multiple times, and it always came up, no account. He filed, what's funny is he filed, it's, according to them, they have the, the account base, like file the paperwork, like friends of Ulysses Wingo Sr., yeah. but never filed uh, a, any kind of disclosure with them. It's, I mean, if he did, if somebody can show me, like show that it's, it's true, but every time I've looked, every time Jeff Kelly's looked, we've always found the exact same thing, no filings on record. Yeah. I've checked out as well, and I haven't seen anything. It sounds like my finances. <laughs> Don't ask. Uh, Niagara. This is Niagara is one of my favorite ones um, because uh, if you if you finally choose David David A Rivera, because there's like three different listings for David Rivera Councilman. If you finally choose David A Rivera, you find a report from July 2021, a year and a half ago, yeah. that states that he owes. Like almost forty five hundred dollars. You can choose David Rivera, no A, and you get the Good Neighborhood Democrats, which also hasn't filed since twenty twenty one, but had about thirty five hundred dollars at the time. Now, Good Neighborhood Democrats do have listed as like their candidates of record, Sean Ryan, John Rivera, Dave Rivera. Okay. So they're not supporting just one candidate, but they do have Dave Rivera listed as a candidate that they support. Either way, whether he's got thirty five hundred or negative forty three hundred, that's not a lot of money. No, in a district that I I could see uh, I could see a challenger in that. District. Right, I mean, it's, you know, if, if you go back to the results from the primary and, and the general it from was, India Walton, it was the number one district to go against the incumbent Democratic Party. So yeah, if I were uh, and 
these numbers might not be exact because my memory might be fading me, but I think India won 71% of ballots in the primary. In the general, she won 54 to, and then the, the rest of the ballots were scattered 46 between Brown and Ben Carlisle, I'm sure, you know, got like it. Candace Durham. Yeah. I, I mean, and, and of course, Mayor Ben. Right. Probably pulled a, a huge percentage. Right. Well, I mean, he is a Niagara District resident, right. so that's, that's his base of support. But... All, so the, all eight squirrels and, and cats that vote in the district. <laughs> but if you break down the numbers from the general, even though her margin of victory decreased, among Democrats, it looks like it probably increased because about 1,700 votes in Niagara in the general came from Republicans, conservatives, and blanks. And blanks, you know, in the analyses that have been done, um, were, were mostly probably leftovers of, of the Independence Party and things like right. that, that that did turn out heavily right. or, for Brown. Or Independence Party, Right to Life Party, like right. parties that don't exist anymore. So among Dems, India probably won a, about 75% of, of Democrats in that district in the general and 71% in the primary. So that's a, a pretty telling indicator that change is, is on the horizon. There. Yeah, I mean, uh, right now, with nobody declared, David's in good shape, but he is somebody who if a, a serious primary challenger appeared, could have real trouble. Yeah. Uh, North, we've got somebody who does have a, a, a serious primary challenge already. Mm-hmm. We've got Councilman Jalou Kalambek, who's always been a councilman there, as, as far as I know. Uh, my uh, entire uh, entire relationship goes with back Buffalo, e- he's been there. Goes back eons. Right. Uh, he he's started- one of the first humans. <laughs> right, yeah. From, from the alien ship. Populated this earth. He was one of settled the, here. He was one of the Olympic gods who broke out of the skull of the Titans. That's right. Um, <laughs> to seat to sit on the throne of North District. Right. Uh, he started with only f- almost fifty three thousand. He raised just about nothing, and spent about two thousand. So he has almost fifty one thousand. One of the most interesting things he did <laughs> was give one hundred twenty five dollars to Ralph Larigo's Real Conservatives. Oh. It's it's the blue button, the dark blue button. Go ahead and press it. All right. There we go. <laughs> My first button press. Yeah. All right, Re, you're done. I'm sorry. Yeah. He's, he's fired. I'm I'm hanging out just you're to it. press the yeah. buttons. Yeah. The real conservatives, um, most of last year, that real conservative pack that Ralph Larigo runs gave tens of thousands of dollars to the Joe Larigo for State Supreme Court campaign. But just a couple of weeks before Joe Golombek said, These are the type of guys I want to give money to. <laughs> They gave $15,000 to Lee Zeldin. I would bring that up constantly if I were Eve Shippens. Yeah. Not just in the primary, but to party leadership and say, like, this is the guy you're going to endorse, right? This is the guy you're going to stand behind. The one who, Kathy Hochul, who you all love and adore, and this organization gave $15,000 the last week of the election to Lee Zeldin. Is the last week of the election usually an important time? Uh, I mean... historically it has been okay it didn't appear to be this time <laughs> it's insane like he's he's the only one even mickey kern <laughs> didn't give money to the real conservatives pack joe galombeck thumb in the eye he, i'm doing this also speaking of thumb in the fucking eye he spent 200 dollars of his campaign account money on his annual membership to the campus house on buffalo uh, state campus because he's his, a professor there his voters want him to do that that's why they put him in office that his donors want him to do that that's why they gave him the money <laughs> as they're like hey yep. this is the, this is the place where like the the 
old tenured professors go and drink on campus and you have to have a membership to do this and it costs $200. Why don't you spend $200 of your campaign account on a personal expense? <laughs> you crotchety old fuck. Wow. I, I mean, it, it, Wingo never filing. I am sure he's probably doing illegal stuff with his money, but who knows? <laughs> Joe Golombek says, eat shit. I'm going to do it right in front of you. He's got, of all the like the filings, yeah. his are like the most professionally done. Like they're, they're, Everything is done accurately and correctly the way you're supposed to do it. He just also is like, I'm also spending the money illegally, and you're going to do nothing about it. Brazen. You don't think he's having like a ton of constituent meetings there? That's. <laughs> I, would, I would be fucked amazed. Got an office space there. I've, I've been commu- to the campus house. Oh, Okay. Good. His, you, don't, you don't have to yell at me about this. His, okay. his office space is the third stool Re- from the end. Okay. Uh, his primary challenger uh, had about $3,600 with a vast majority of it, 3300 coming from individuals, which is a pretty good, you know, like if, I mean, that's if you're going to follow like the Bernie Sanders model, you that's pretty good. Uh, I will say I'm on that list of people who gave her money. And she did get a donation from school board member Jen McCosey. You know, Shippins showing up with $3,600 at the beginning you know, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's a it shows considering that you're, where it came from and how quickly it manifested. It's it's definitely something, right? And and, and it shows you're an actual serious yep. candidate, and you're not just somebody who's a joke. Speaking of jokes, <laughs> <laughs> South District Councilmember Christopher Scanlon, uh, another person who flexed his fundraising money, yeah. uh, uh, muscles. Uh, he started with fifty six k or almost fifty six thousand. He raised almost twenty nine thousand. He spent he spent twelve and a half, and he's sitting on. What, rough... Did you look at those expenditures? That's a lot to spend in an off year. It, it, I I did look at the expenditures. There was there was nothing crazy. He it he does spend a lot of money uh, on restaurants. Eats like well. yeah he, he, yeah. I mean, you can have you you can certainly have meetings and fundraising and stuff like that. He's got a lot of them. He didn't have that many fundraisers, but he had a lot of meetings about stuff <laughs> at restaurants in South Buffalo and in the city. Maybe he just likes to treat his staff well. You know what? If that's the case, I don't want to get, get – because, like, I know people who have worked there and, and do work as staff. They're not paid robustly. Not at all. So if he takes his staff out for meals, like, once every other week and he uses the campaign account, there are people doing lots worse things. I don't know, like, maybe – paying for their, their own personal <laughs> annual dues at the campus house yeah. than what he's doing. He did get $250 from John Garcia. He listed all of his unitemized as coming in on the last day, which is not the correct way to do that, but nobody cares. Uh, he had like $2,250 unitemized uh, coming in from individuals and LLPs. Pax, again, he got $1,000 from Kennedy, which is not surprising, but sorry, Mitch. <laughs> Uh, he got a thousand. Do you think that that maybe Kennedy just forgot to add a zero to Mitch's check? Yeah, sure. That's <laughs> it. I, that if there's one thing that Tim Kennedy screws around with, it's how much he always forgets <laughs> how much money he's putting in or out of his account. Uh, he got a thousand dollars from the PBA, five hundred from Higgins, five hundred from National Fuel, five hundred from Building and Trades, two fifty from the mayor, two fifty from the firefighters, two hundred from Zellner, one hundred eighty from CWA, Communication Workers of America. For those of you who don't know. 150 from Farletto, and uh, I, I got a note here. You'd think that Farletto and Councilman Scantron, uh, who who both have over seventy thousand dollars, could help out a fellow American down on his luck like Dave Rivera, who's <laughs> in the negatives. 
Um, I mean, at least uh, as as current as twenty twenty one. We don't. We don't right? Really yeah, know yeah where as current as twenty. Yeah, he, he could have a million dollars. I don't know. <laughs> um, he could be in at least as good a shape as the city controller, and that he he did have, like I said, a bunch of meetings at restaurants. He also has the old. Uh, even Kennedy's got away from this unitemized dump of unitemized expended expenditures. His was only eight hundred thirty two dollars. Kennedy used to have like. Eight thousand yeah, dollars of yeah. unitemized funding. Like they knew that all the the expenditures were less than fifty dollars, so they didn't care. Right. Eight thirty is fine, but like whatever. Like I don't know. Be better. Gonna itemize everything, especially because like now, like that you can just cut up some slack, Jim. Come on. Well, I'm, I'm, let me. I'm gonna explain why itemize everything. Oh, all right. Now that you have that, you can just import all the files into the. Uh, state finance from your software that you your, your accounting software you keep track of everything with you actually have to go out of your way to delete things and make them unitemized so that they don't automatically yeah right all right finally last uh district uh councilman wyatt who we all hope now runs for city controller uh had sixteen thousand dollars on account in his account which is like 800 times what barbara miller williams has uh, he started at roughly 10 he raised seven-ish, spent about 1300 and that's where we are. I do bet that some of the judges who gave him money wishes he didn't itemize everything <laughs> because it's under $99. I, someone that itemizes everything I think would make an excellent controller candidate. <laughs> I, I do, too. Uh, Zellner, Bowman, and Baskin uh, gave him some money. I do have, uh, ho, 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 <laughs> on 30th of November, 2022, he gave David Rivera's committee $35. Wow. So... Well, that's not going to eliminate the entire $4,300 that he was out, but like maybe our erstwhile Niagara District Council member is out of the red after all. <laughs> um, also in university, uh, Catherine Franco has announced she was somebody who was planning on that slate of female yeah, got, woman got candidates. Screwed with the, they got screwed with the petitions stuff. in 2019, uh, running again. Um, she started with only $145, raised a little bit. She's over 500 There's not much to say. Um, I don't know if she's had a fundraiser yet or not, but you know she's she's up over five hundred, still whoa 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 behind uh, Rashid Wyatt's sixteen thousand. Yeah, I think that'll change going forward. She's a serious candidate. Yeah, I, I think she's a serious candidate. So um, you know, and, and obviously things change if if Wyatt does decide to jump into the city controller's race, open it up for her, and where she's the only named candidate. Well, then she raises money. Like suddenly the the gates open. Right. All right, now let's let's get to everybody's favorite and what everybody's probably here for, the county ledge. <laughs> People are always weighted on tenter hooks for county ledge information. Uh, in the first district, Howard Johnson, Hojo's in really good shape. Our friend, we've had him on the pod. If there's a primary or... Uh, it, it, it is a district that is primary or bust. Like, you're not... No, no Republican is winning yeah, that seat. No. Um, he started with almost 20K in the bank. He raised 4K. Spend a little. He's got twenty two and a half, or almost twenty three in, in the uh, bank. He got two fifty from Kennedy. Even he got two and a half times more than Mitch got. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of county executive staff or like department heads in the individuals, as you would expect for a county legislator. Yeah, so that, that's one where you sort of surrounded by an army. It's a, right, it's a yeah, defensible yeah, position. Right, yeah. It, you not, not only do you have the money to defend yeah. that district and it's a district where you have to win the Got primary. The on the ground here. But you, yeah. you it, like by because you can see that you have the money like the county executive's behind you, which means the party's generally behind you. It's a, it's a deterrent. It's, right, yeah. yeah. No. Speaking of deterring people, <laughs> Chairwoman Baskin is sitting very pretty. Yeah, there won't be a challenge there. Um, she didn't raise any money and still has $60,000 sitting in the bank. <laughs> uh, it's a very uneventful filing for someone I expect to run without opposition. Yeah, uh, and deservingly so. 
I mean, she's really tried to lead as much as there's been able to be any fight for a community benefits agreement. Yeah, she's been trying to lead it. Exactly. Um, you know, she's she's been a, a pretty good voice in the county ledge. Um, she's been pretty strong. Um, she's obviously a supporter and you know, friendly with the county executive, but she's not just a rubber stamp. Yeah. Kashuian, who just took over in November when <laughs> former legislator Lisa Chamera became deputy county executive, has fifty dollars in his account. Wow. Which he put there in December. Oh. Got to start somewhere, right? That's like one of those bootstrap stories right. that, yeah. that we hear so much about. Um, you know, that is that is a district that is pretty safe, uh, right? It's you know, like North Buffalo, Kenmore right. type of area. Um, it's a pretty safe district, uh, but we would like to see him raise some more money. Fourth district is kind of interesting. John Barnacy actually has less in the bank now than he did in July. He came in with just under twelve hundred, raised nothing, spent six hundred seventy four dollars, and has five hundred twenty two dollars left. He seems strangely unworried for a relative newcomer in a district that like could be competitive. Mm-hmm. He won easily in twenty twenty one, but that was because he had the D.C. and the Working Families line against a single line opponent with just the Republican line. However, a candidate on both the Republican and conservative lines would probably be favored enough yeah, in that favored in, in that district, um, even though Barnacy does. Personally, he seemed to have enough connections that he should be able to keep the conservative line. But if he keeps the conservative line, it's likely he won't get the working families endorsement. I would hope not, yeah. He's got to basically choose which one he wants. For political purposes in that district, you probably take the C. Yeah. And you know that the C, the the working family is not going to give the endorsement to the Republican. And and that, you know, you lose some votes, but you'll be okay because you've defended your flank there. Right. Uh, Jeannie Vanal has been busy. She won pretty e- uh, easily, considering that her opposition had both the RNC lines. But she started with over twenty five with twenty five hundred, and now has over nine k. You know, it's not lighting the world on fire, but she still raised eighty one hundred, uh, which isn't a bad year in an off year cycle. Not for the ledge. No, not for the ledge. Yeah. That's not bad. It's even better that out of the eighty one hundred, only eleven hundred came from other electeds. She got two fifty from Kennedy. Again, sorry, Mitch. Uh, two fifty from Karen McMahon, Brian Culpa, and Bill Freeman, and one hundred twenty five from the chairman. A chairwoman, sorry, from April Baskin. And uh, the rest of it came from, like, individual donations. So that's a, that's a pretty good sign. Um, you know, she's in a pretty safe-ish district. You know, I mean, like I said, it's surprised. she won pretty easily despite them having the RNC lines in a, a generally mostly Amherst, like the Williamsville Amherst, the right. city, Tonawanda, Amp, sorry, part of Amherst. In the 6th district, I'm just going to read exactly what my notes say. <laughs> Chris Green hasn't filed his January periodic as of yet. That was as of January 26, 2023. As of last July, he had $7,800 in a seat so safe that a wastebasket covered in hentai <laughs> could win as long as it was registered Republican. <laughs> Sounds about right. Seventh district. Uh, Tim Myers had filed a no activity report for January. He did file a post general last year, though, which is strange because he didn't have he an election. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he, he also filed like pre general uh, reports. So. <laughs> uh, in it he had like 18 and a half uh, overall his filings are pretty boring just like the race in that district should be pretty boring with especially because there's a democratic primary for cheek to supervisor probably coming up the the, the district is mostly cheek to if you were generally a, a, a challenger to tim myers you would probably try to be like have your base be outside of cheek to if there is this democratic primary for supervisor with Noak versus adam zach 
every fucking Democrat in Chicktawaga is going to end up showing up to vote. Yeah. And so if you're part of like these, like the part of South Buffalo that's in the Tim Myers district and you think like, oh, I, I can use this as my base support, you're going to get fucking obliterated. <laughs> so like just, you know, go to Hopper's Rush Inn and, and eat some beer nuts. <laughs> In the 8th District, Todaro got a literal free ride last time. They made a deal so that he didn't even have an opponent. He only has 15K, which is, I think, surprisingly low for him. What do you think, Rusty? Yeah, I mean, it, certainly what he faced last time isn't going to happen again, so it's that's interesting. Right, because um, like we talked about last week with the county ledge redistricting being challenged in court, you know, his district was drawn to be safer. Yeah, He's not going to add Marilla, so he's going to keep the Lancaster Alden Depew, right. potentially a swing district. And he does seem to be somebody who uh, seems to have aspirations higher than just County Ledge. So is that 15K that he has, is that something that's just been sitting around or did mm-hmm. he do it so he hasn't done any fundraising? No, he, he in fact, he actually, uh, he spent some money and he, um, of his 15K, he's got over $13,000 in personal loans outstanding to the committee. I'd say that's a district that's in play. It, I think it, it should be. I know that there's a lot of people out there asking if Lynn Ruda, the mayor of the village of Lancaster, is going to run for supervisor, but she's a school teacher and supervisor is a full-time job. I don't know if she wants to go up being a full-time school teacher. Yeah. County legislator, on the other hand, is a part-time job. Ah. They only have to meet every you Thursday. <laughs> the, I bet you the district would be willing to work around, and I'm sure it's actually as part of their union contract, yeah. they have clauses in there that if somebody's an elected official, you can work around. Right. And so that she didn't have to teach on Thursdays ever, and she could go downtown, and one week have the county ledge meeting, and the next week have her committee meetings. Yeah, That's I mean, something to ponder. Right. And, and I know she's not a registered Democrat. She is unaffiliated. Mm-hmm. But she tends to be on the more of the Democratic side. She was in the parade with Missy Hartman last year in the village oh, of Lancaster. Okay. Uh, Gilmore started with only $89, so really there's <laughs> nowhere but up. Wow. Uh, he raised almost 1700 He spent a bit, so he has about $1,300 of his uh, filing. Uh, the majority, $820, it came courtesy of the Hamburg Democratic Committee. Now, Gilmore was somebody with redistricting, would have been helped. Yeah. But if Ralph Moore gets his way, and Ralph Moore often gets his way, <laughs> and they're using the same lines that they had before, well, Gilmore only won by uh, like 600 handful, votes. Right? Yeah. Uh, f- fewer than 600 votes, actually. And there's no reason I think that the GOP won't target him again. Yeah. There's a couple things there. One, he didn't, he didn't crush them. Two, it, it has parts where they think are, they're going to be competitive, uh, namely Hamburg. And also, they don't want to give a free ride to Hamburg and let Randy Hoke just accumulate strength. Right. They want to continue to target that and try to wear away at him because they're terrified that he'd be like the next county executive. And if they think that Mark Polenkar is the far left candidate, wait till that Randy <laughs> Hoke is county executive. Uh, in the 10th district, Melcheski doesn't appear to have filed. Uh, he looks to have constituted a committee since his appointment, but he got, he's replacing Joe Larigo, who is now in the state Supreme Court. So I'm not surprised that he didn't file. I don't. He there's no there's there's a good chance he doesn't have uh, raised any money yet. He's going to have zero dollars because he he may not have anything. As opposed to Wingo, who's been in the council for years and should have a, a, an account. Melcheski probably should have account he probably should have something like kahujian did where like he gave himself 50 dollars, so like at least he has an account yeah. open but if he didn't okay uh, also this was kind of contested whether or not he'd get the endorsement because larigo was a, a registered member of the conservative party malcheski's a republican who actually got to what party did they have to be a member of uh, and then in the 11th re-elect john mills the committee for the former chairman and real life vampire <laughs> has 2500 dollars in it 
there is $1,600 in outstanding loans to the candidate. Um, the Erie County Republican Legislature Campaign Committee is also associated with Nosferatu. <laughs> it has about $5,800 on hand, but it doesn't look like it spends much directly on races and still funnels money, instead funnels money into ECRC. Uh, the Erie County Legislature Campaign Committee, back to Ralph Moore, is like it looks like a, a, a who's who of like Ralph Moore, either current or former staffers, like getting reimbursed for doing fundraising events. <laughs> So it looks like John Mills' anomaly is in charge, but I wouldn't be surprised if Ralph Moore is the one who says, yes, we'll spend money on that, or no, we won't <laughs> spend money on that. All right, let's talk about well, the raison d'etre, the county executive's race. Oh, here we go. All right, so I didn't get a chance to really get dive deep into Nate McMurray, so I guess we're done here. <laughs> <laughs> Later. Yeah. Have a good week, everyone. <laughs> uh, county executive was busy this past year. He came into the filing uh, with two hundred eighty-one thousand, raised two hundred four thousand. Wow! He did spend fifty-six, so he had almost four hundred thirty-eight k on hand. Jeez! But in two thousand nineteen, to defend his county executive seat, he spent a little over nine hundred twenty-nine thousand. But he only had four hundred forty-five thousand in January of that year, so he's only he was only fifteen thousand dollars ahead of where he is now. There's no reason to think. That this year's going to be any cheaper. Now it'll be a million plus. This it's, year. Yeah, it, it's got to be a million dollar race for yeah. him. Um, you know, you've got, uh, I have uh, the fact that with the chirping coming from nominal chair of the ECRC, Michael Crocker, about the far left regime, it's almost certainly going to break a million dollars. I'm calling him the nominal chair because, again, Ralph Moore's the most important person of Erie County Republican politics. It's not Michael Crocker. He, they're, they're already trying to like paint. Poland cars as though like I don't like who I don't even sure who like they're trying to like no, yeah. say it like it's pathetic. They're made, they're they're making them sound like like Lenin, but if like Lenin was actually like really far left, like like <laughs> like I don't I don't mean John. <laughs> oh, I got confused. Yeah, there. I am the All walrus. Right. Yeah, Shut yeah. the fuck up, Donnie. Uh, I am not Owen. Uh, okay, yeah. I gotcha. uh-huh. Um, yeah, like they're, they're acting as though like I don't know, like he's like AOC. Um, he's not. He's not. He's totally not. No, he's he's doing a, he's doing a fine job. I wish he would be better on like the union stuff. I mean, he gets a lot of union support, but I mean, like, he's his actual like, you know, if you look at what he does, his actions and how he handles, especially CSEA, he's not the most union friendly right. guy that you could exactly. have. Yes. Now on the Republican side, there is no announced candidate for county executive yet. But Who could it be? But it sounds like all eyes are on erstwhile former county clerk, former state senator, former U.S. congressman, Christopher Jacobs. He still has about 2000 in his county clerk account, um, which is still doing uh, no activity reports. He also has a bit over $32,000 in his state senate account, uh, which did do an, a, a filing this period and only reported bank fees. Uh, is, but is he someone that could raise money if he wanted to, though? Jeez. Well, you know, it's funny if you mentioned that. Like, he did have FEC filings um, oh, right. recently because he had Congress been a member of Congress. All, right, right no, yeah, 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 yeah. And he had two accounts. He had, like, uh, Chris Jacobs, Friends of, and or something like that, and Chris Jacobs for Congress, and uh, Victory for Jacobs. Terminated both of them. And in one of the terminations, he forgave... $346,000 in personal loans. Forgave. Forgave. What, is, Just, what does that mean exactly? Uh, uh, I don't need it. Ah. <laughs> you know, like, okay, okay. 
if you and I went out for a beer afterwards and I bought the first round, you'd be like, you know, like, oh, do you want me to buy the second round? I was like, no, no, that's okay. We're even. That's basically what he said, except it was $346,000 about his campaign account. Ah. So, that, like I said, so that he snapped his fingers and forgave over one-third of a million dollars should remind everyone that he and his family are richer than God. They sure are. Um, that could be a formidable opponent. That could be a formidable... Which I is do, not a great thing. I do think, however, that here's the problem with, with trying to recruit Jacobs, is that because of how he had to leave Congress, and it was so recent, if he were to announce... I wouldn't be surprised if somebody crazy like Sandy Magnano ran a primary against him and she might get the conservative endorsement. Even if she doesn't, she might win a Republican primary because the Republican party is full of insane right. people now. Yeah. And so like, like the Republicans, like Crocker could go, so how do we his, make this happen? Crocker <laughs> could go out of his way, do all the work, get Chris Jacobs to say, yes, I'll do it. Get petitions done, get them out there. And then, Fucking Sandy Magnano could be on the ballot in November, and Mike Crocker would like just age like six hundred years overnight. <laughs> it would do the opposite of. Um, didn't, you, didn't you say he liked the largest boner in the history? <laughs> right, right, yeah. He, like, he would. It, he, it would go. It would go concave in, right? Right, right, yeah. As, as, as opposed to passing out because yeah. there'd be no blood left anywhere except for his penis. If Nate McMurray won the Democratic primary, yeah, right. It would be the exact opposite. Oh uh, boy! Oh boy! If Sandy McDonough somehow mm -hmm. like won the Republican. County executives, but now the the Buffalo News is talking about other potential challengers too, though, right? Yeah, and and who are these folks? Not realistic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fuck them. That's who. Right. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, like, like, there's there's other people out there, but like, nobody has the kind of instantaneous like, legitimacy as Chris Jacobs. I suppose I. I uh, there's a, a county clerk whose name has been floated out there. There is, there is a yeah. county clerk who's been floated out there. I don't remember, remember but like, he's not great at raising money himself. And he got beat like a fucking drum in the Democratic primary last year. He did win the, the November race. But like he's not going to be able to leech as many Democrats to cross it, it, against polling cards as he was against somebody like Hartman, who her, her like she herself had switched from Republican to Democrat. Right. Is... Uh, so have, have you heard about Poland Cars' plans, though? Because he's still being really coy about it, as far as I hear, right? Uh, he's running. <laughs> he, he's absolutely running. He didn't raise, how much did I say? A lot. <laughs> he raised $200,000 in a non-election yeah. year and not going to run. Right. He didn't raise $200,000 and then like do something like Sean Ryan does, where like give like half of it to like the Democratic state candidate. Uh, uh, Senate campaign committee, or he didn't give like 15 of it to Kathy Hochul to like try to bolster her. Yeah, he was like, No, 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 I need this money. And, oh, I need it. and like, like, you know, he's just rolling around in bed with his bank statements. <laughs> well, 2023 is going to be pretty interesting, I think. 2023 is going to be, I mean, and we didn't even get into if, please, if you're listening, if you want to me to take a look at like a local race, like a, a town or a, a village race or something like that, get on the Discord or get at me on Twitter and I'll, I'll look into whatever race you, you want. Um, you know, I know offhand uh, in the Cheektowaga Supervisor race that Nowak has a bunch of money and um, Adam Zach doesn't. You know, Noak has been the two times he's run. He's been the, the top vote getter. 
He's a hard worker. He's raised a bunch of money. Yes, obviously, I'm going to say nice things. He's a friend of ours. Um, but these are also all verifiable facts. So, I mean, I, I have to think that he's probably the front runner out there. It's still going to be a tough race. You know, Adam Zach's a well-known name out there. Um, but I expect that he's going to work very hard, too. Yeah. You know, but if you were like, hey, Jim, you know, what's going on in the council for Tunnel Lancaster? We're like, sure, I'll look. I mean, I will. I'd say also, while I'm uh, filling in his re, if you're out there and you're a challenger who plans to get into a race, come on the square and make your announcement. Yeah. yeah. Get that bump. Come on down in the snake pit. Is that all we got? I think I think that's all we got for this week. Uh, check us out on social media. Give us money on Patreon. Blah, 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 blah. And you're at Rust Belt Geo. That's me. Mm-hmm. So uh, get at Rusty and... Uh, if you can find Ulysses Wingo's uh, campaign finance statements, <laughs> yeah. like I, I, I must like I'm, I'm going through like all the different doors trying to get to Narnia and I just can't get there. Well, maybe he doesn't have any money. You uh, think about not, that? Yeah, neither does Barbara Miller Williams, and she <laughs> told everybody how much she had or didn't. All right. Well, on that note. All right. We'll try to good- be, try to do better next time. Maybe we can.